0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. and I I'm Megan,
1: it. and it's time to. And my mic just oh no! All over. It's time to panic <laughs> at
0: the podcast. I, I panic <laughs> at the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to like tighten up the screw because every once in a while it like sits on like a little tiny tripod kind of thing, and every once in a while the mic just kind of flips up. And they're just not facing me anymore, so that's that's fun. What a great way to start! All right, yeah. Well, panicking at the podcast is what we do, and nothing goes as it's supposed to, so we're rolling rolling with it. How are you doing this week, Michaela?
1: (laughs) okie-dokie. Honestly, honestly, this week's been (laughs) not great, but we're holding our head high and we're moving on. Um, but. I do have an exciting thing to tell you guys about.
0: Ooh, ooh, what's exciting? I can you know use some a long excitement.
1: time ago, probably on one of our first episodes, which at this point they're all kind of blurring together. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in an early episode. We did. We did. Okay, so mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted yeah. to become a plant mom, and I had planted sunflower seeds and ooh. some other things. And uh, I'm happy mm-hmm. to report that I have sunflower babies. Ooh! Not really.
0: Hey, when this goes up, let's post a picture on yeah. on Instagram so you guys can everybody. Yeah, everybody go go check out our Instagram. We'll see, go see the plant yeah, babies. Well, I call them babies.
1: are kind of rather large. They're large children, um, <laughs> but they're
0: blooming. Now. Are you are you not liking large children? Do you not like large they're just children? Not babies. Come on, they're,
1: they're like literally, I think one of them is like probably three feet tall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. So they're they're getting real big and starting to bloom, which is very exciting. Um, but that being said, so I'm good, I'm a good sunflower mom, but I'm having a lot of problems with being a good aloe vera plant.
0: Really? Aloe vera is so easy I to take I'm care overthinking of. It.
1: Like, I'm pretty sure I'm overthinking it. At first, it was definitely that it was in the wrong kind of soil. And so the roots were starting to rot. So I had to replant it. Oh, um, So I yeah. think it's still in recovery from that. Uh, and then yeah, at I one know. point, I think they were in the sun too much because they were starting to brown at the edges. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out where is the best spot for them to live right now.
0: I'm trying to pull out all my aloe vera knowledge, but I, I feel like they're, like, super simple. They like some sun, and they like to not be thought yeah, of I too Yeah, I think often, I was thinking of them I feel too often. Like. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> I'm trying to like you would treat me. Okay. Check in on it now and then. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give, it its, give it its alone time, you know? But it's give there it for you horrible. when you're in pain. Okay. Okay. I, I mean... You. That, that's gonna be my slogan now, you know?
1: Give wow, so it a good time, but
0: it's there for you when you need pain. Or when you're, you you're in pain. Not need pain. If that's you, a cactus. That's a cactus, which I
1: was also trying to grow, by the way. But I had to germinate the seeds. And let me tell you if you ever decide, I want to grow a cactus, don't do it from seed. Just buy an already baby cactus because it's really hard. The instructions don't. said, like, Um, to you have to germinate the seeds. It could take up to three months. What? Whatever. Like, well, we'll wait. We'll wait for it, and um, it's like keep the keep the soil moist and keep it covered with Saran wrap. And I said, okay, I can totally do that. Um, yeah, my soil is growing mold, so. I uncovered it to try and let some of the moisture out, and it's only just getting worse. So at this point, I'm going to throw the whole thing away because it's disgusting.
0: Why did you buy cactus seeds? Why didn't you just buy a baby cactus?
1: Well, it was like um, a little thing that I found at Walmart in like the gardening mm-hmm. section, and it was like on sale for like at five dollars or something—really cheap. Probably because and it was it cute. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, I also <laughs> bought something from the same like kit brand for mm-hmm. bay leaves and um and tomatoes and for some reason first of all someone stole the the tomato packet out of mine and put another basil so i got double basil instead of basil and oh. tomato um and then i uh was like whatever i like bay leaf or basil i said bay leaves mm-hmm. at some point i meant basil leaves yeah. Um. And so that one is also growing mold. So I think it's something faulty with the brand because yeah. soil should not be growing mold like that. It's it's literally it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. So
0: I'll talk to my dad about it. See if he's got any suggestions for you. Um, yeah. for those who don't know, my dad's a farmer. Um, I grew up on a farm. I'm a farm kid uh so <laughs> what it literally sounded like you said i'm a fart kid no no i'm a farm farm kid are you sure <laughs> are you sure pretty dang sure yeah i'm currently on the farm so yeah um yeah i don't even know what i was where i was going with that but i'll ta- i'll ask my dad about that and see if he's got any suggestions for you or my mom they both know things about soil so um,
1: I mean at this point I don't know that I want to um, try and save the basil just because like it's something that you're going to eat and the soil is moldy like yeah probably just gonna throw it away
0: well if it makes you feel any better a lot of the soil is full of like animal crap as fertilizer so for most things that you eat
1: so yeah, that makes me feel a lot better,
0: Megan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not always the circumstances that you grow up in. Sometimes you can rise above them.
1: Oh, you can rise above the crap? <laughs> you can. It's pretty, pretty uh, spectacular,
0: you know? Rise above the crap.
1: Rise, rise from the crap? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like it.
0: Goals, right? What a metaphor <laughs> for life. Oh... Well, I'm excited that the rest of your plant babies are doing well. I know. Um, Yeah. So my week is good. I'm still in Alaska, which is not bad. It's a good thing. But while I've been in Alaska, um, and I think I talked about this, I started getting my wisdom teeth at almost 27. I'm just over 7. 7. You know, so they're a little late, Mm -hmm. which if anyone knows me, they know that being late is one of my biggest pet peeves in the whole world. Yeah. So the fact that my own body is um, betraying me this way is offensive. (laughs) Then, then, um, so backstory, there's a little backstory to this. Back in high school, I had a horse and I was... assisted off of the horse in a way that resulted in me causing a bunch of strain to my wrist. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had pulled something really bad, went to the doctor, realized I had tendinitis. He was like, do this, blah, 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 blah. I didn't do any of that. I haven't had an issue with it after it healed until like February of this year. And I worked at a job where I was pretty consistently lifting like 200 pounds um, and carrying it for long periods of time. Um, which if you guys haven't seen me you probably think I'm really fit after hearing that right no I'm not <laughs> so, uh, anyways but, uh, fun fact about to lift
1: <laughs> so the, the muscle memory is there for lifting heavy weights or heavy, heavy
0: things. yeah yeah heavy things yeah I picked them up and I put them down <laughs> no um, but I messed up my wrist again and I have a huge lump on it and it never really has fully gone away but since I've been here, I'm doing something that's really bothering it. Um, and my elbow also hurt. And when I was a kid, I broke my elbow uh falling off of monkey bars. Strangely enough, my wife broke hers in the same exact way, but she broke her arm, like they're actually arm bones, and I broke something in my elbow. Is um, your elbow not an arm, but bone? it would have been like No, it's like the, I mean like in the joint. I broke something oh, in okay. my joint. Okay. Not like the like the two bones that go run through I your see. arm. She broke those, you know what I mean? Like, like the difference there. Um, And my elbow has started to hurt now too, so I'm in a wrist brace. My jaw hurts, and my elbow hurts. Oh my gosh! And I think partially it might be the cold, but I didn't have this problem in Oregon, and it hasn't been any colder than it is in Oregon. Last year, I think it's just because you're 27 and and you're
1: getting wisdom and. And all of the ailments that come with it.
0: I'm gonna respectfully ask for you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was very respectful, respectful of that, it. <laughs> It's okay, you're a young child. You speak only when spoken no, to. No, I've
1: got my wisdom teeth. Six year old. I got my wisdom teeth way before you did, madam.
0: Okay, yeah, but you're still younger than yeah. me, so. Speak with
1: spoken no. too. <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm going to do this. Summer, ma'am. Just because uh, you're an old may. crotchy you-
0: lady. you <laughs> 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 the right. All right. Well. <laughs> if dog shit. Or nope. Got to fix that one. If dog crap shows up outside of your door. um, It wasn't me. <laughs> 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 I don't think you okay let's uh let's go into this for today because we're, we've been talking for uh a all of this uh preface be- and honestly
1: let's just be real we're trying to procrastinate actually talking about this topic because it's a rough one so
0: yeah it's one and i don't honestly know how deep we'll get into it but i think it's something that needs to be talked about and also just so you guys can have that in mind whenever we're talking about things in the future um you can just get a little bit of information on our history, a little bit. Um, I think I'll mostly be talking about mine. Michaela is welcome to put in any information she wants, um, but we just want to give you guys some some background on us um, that you may or may not care to know about. So, if you don't want to talk about mental health stuff, then listen next week or listen to our previous ones because that's what we're gonna be talking about this week. So, yeah. but I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good one. This is my one of my favorite subjects but also my least favorite subject so as a lot of things are <laughs> yeah yeah so i don't know i don't really know where we should start do you, should we should we just start with with um, my history with mental health or do you have any do you have any thoughts there Michaela any any questions you have or anything or should we just just dive right in
1: i, I think um just kind of tell like tell us what maybe you have had experience with yourself. Um, If you want to go into your personal journey or, you know, uh, struggles with mental health, we can can definitely talk about all of that. Um, Or we can talk about like us having to work with people that have struggled with mental health. We can also go into that a little bit later as well.
0: Yeah, I think we should cover that at least a little bit too, because yeah. I know that's something that I would really like to get back into doing eventually, and I think you do as yeah. well. So, um, well, I'll just start out with, um, I personally have clinically diagnosed, it's not a self diagnosis of anxiety and depression, Yay. Um, pos- possibly <laughs> more things. It's fun. You know, they... Uh, they give you the diagnosis and then they give you a sticker to make you feel better. They really? Actually, they didn't. So, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> no, I just had to go pay, you know, eighty dollars for my session where they could tell me, "Hey, this is what you have," and then all of my sessions prior to that. So, um, I wish they gave me a sticker. I feel like you know, something... like a hey, you got out of bed today. Yeah, here's a gold star. Hey, you showed up not an hour early. You were only thirty minutes early. I'm proud of you. You know, <laughs> so interesting because
1: that is that your anxiety that makes you want to be so early to everything.
0: 112%.
1: Yes. So my anxiety is more like, I really don't want to go. So let me put it off as long as I possibly can. But then I'm also anxious about being no, late. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a mess. I was almost late to recording this podcast. I was kind of late, and it drove me insane. Like it, like really brought my mood down because it was like, "I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late." Though I know you, Michaela, don't can you are pretty often a few minutes late to yeah. things, and so I know of all people who's going to give me grace. It's going to be you. It shouldn't have bothered me as much as it did, but it was like, "Oh my God, I have to be there on time." If I'm and if I'm not, if I'm not early, I'm late. And so that's my thing is I do not want to be sitting down at four o'clock or whatever time to be doing something. I would like to be sitting down at 345 to sit there and be like, why are you here? Why are you so early? To beat myself up just a little bit more, really.
1: See, I'm definitely (laughs) the person that mm, I would like to be the one that's there early. But then if I'm there early, I don't know what to do with myself. So I'm just like, I'm going to get there exactly on the dot that's when I'm going to get there because that's when I'm supposed to be there. So I'm not late because I'm there when I need to be, but I don't have to worry about the whole, like now, what am I supposed to do? Like, am I supposed to just sit here and look around the four walls or twiddle my thumbs or do I have to talk to these yeah. people? Like, what am I supposed to do right now?
0: I just sit and I get on social media, which we're oh, not wait. doing right now. And then I, <laughs> so- I know. So I read that my bible or i get on pinterest (laughs) Ah. those are my options text my mom text my wife text you yeah yeah so i i think the earliest i've i feel like i've always had anxiety i feel like i've touched on that slightly on here but i feel like i've always always had anxiety really um even as like a kid it was it was always there um Anxious thoughts and things like that. And I, I think that my depression really started probably in high school. I mean, it's the first time I remember being like getting really low. Um, but it certainly got a lot worse later on in life. Um just as things I think things got bigger and things got harder. Um I think you and like I started to you had
1: More serious things being expected of you. Yeah. That was a major factor into
0: it. And more serious things happened to me too. And I think that that never helps. Um, And I think that there were like things that I felt like I couldn't talk about with people or things like that. And like, I mean, that's never healthy. That's never a good thing, Mm -hmm. you know, to do. So and that 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 just straight up never helps. But Michaela has been there with me for a couple of really really low times, um, really scary. and yeah yeah. yeah. Um, like it like just under a year ago, I was just you no. Know, it would have been about a year ago. I was like suicidal and had nobody right there with me. Um, my wife was in Mexico um, for family stuff. Michaela was very far away from me my grandparents were like 30 minutes away my aunt was about 30 minutes away and it really just took like people rallying around me to you know take care of me I went to stay with my grandparents and like it was really hard um since then I've been in a lot of therapy which has been really helpful mm-hmm. but I think the the hardest thing about it is the fact you don't want to let people in you know and and what do you think that is I think it's for you like What's the why behind that? I think that I'm strong enough to get myself through it. Hmm. And I think that that's not true. Yeah. Not, not some, Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. Most of 99% of the time. Yeah, I am. And I've learned a lot of coping skills. I've been in therapy off and on throughout years. Um, Michaela seen me get really low and then get myself back up again, you know, and. But. I think that I always tell myself like one it's it's you against the world but also like you can do it and you have to figure it out you know instead of just being like hey dude you can't this right now is not something that you could do you need to just let people in and like let people help yeah, you then you, can, you know uh, there's something wrong no. with not
1: being able to do something on your own or like needing help to get through something like I feel like that's why so many people get as low as they do because they feel like they don't want to be a burden or like feel like, well, I've been here before. I'll get, I'll get out of it eventually. And sometimes, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, It's not. And, you know, you need to reach out. You need to suck up the pride that you have. I think sometimes a lot Mm -hmm. of pride, um, Mm -hmm. and recognize that like everyone needs help sometimes you know you're not gonna be able Mm -hmm. to do everything on your own always (laughs) no and that's and that's okay it's, it's healthy it's healthy to have the ability to reach out and ask for help when you need it
0: yeah yeah and and there's people specifically out there trained to help you. There is family members who are willing to do whatever it takes. There is a friend or there is a stranger on the street. Like most people have somebody that they can reach out to, yeah. you I know? Feel, and I think that I, um, I was just
1: going to say, I feel like I, what I would hear a lot when we worked with, um, you know, young people that had struggles with yeah. mental health was like, nobody's there for me and don't have anyone. And every mm-hmm. single time after talking and digging and really reflecting, they had at least one person, at least. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if, if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling that way, really, really mm-hmm. look at your life. I can almost promise mm-hmm. you that there is at least one person in your life that you could reach out to that would be there for you. Maybe not like a family member, maybe not a friend. It might be someone like um, a religious leader or a teacher or um, your friend's mom. You know, like it Mm -hmm. might be someone that you least expect, but I promise you there is someone that would be willing to listen to you, a doctor even.
0: Someone at work, um, a boss or a coworker or the maintenance guy or, you know, like reaching out is scary but it is the best thing that you can do for yourself yeah. you know it takes that pressure off of you trying to figure out things that are really hard and really scary mm-hmm. um and that need to be talked about um i think mental health is something that has has to be talked about you cannot just deal with it in your own head and come out of it you know okay like yeah Sometimes you need that time. Sometimes you need some time just to, like, figure out, like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Like, what is going on? But having somebody to talk about it with helps tremendously. And, you, you know, maybe they don't have any suggestions for you. Yeah. But they can sit there <laughs> even, and they can hold your even, hand. Even just having someone to listen is, like, really helpful. Like,
1: even sometimes I think the most helpful um, – like people or times that I can recall in my own life is just whenever I'm like, I just need someone to word vomit everything out. Like, I don't even need you to say anything. I just, I just need to get it off of my chest. Like, let me get it out. Tell you how I'm feeling where I'm at. And then I feel so much better after. And like you have, that person hasn't even had to say anything, but then I'm like, ah, oh, thank you so much for listening.
0: You know? Yeah. And that just helps. It just, it gets somebody into your own headspace. lets you get every single little bit of it out and feel like somebody is listening. Like, what what more do you need? You know, like, not really what more do you need because you need more help (laughs) for that. But in the end, like, sometimes that can be the most help. One of the things, I don't know if they ever told you this, Michaela, when we first went to Galena, but they were like, sometimes you're going to have kids that want to come up and talk to you all the time. But you're also going to have those kids that sit down next to you and you've got six feet of space between you and them. You're not even really sitting next to each other hardly. Like it doesn't, almost doesn't qualify as that. But they will sit and you will sit in silence. They might say one or two words and they're going to walk, walk away and like be thankful for the conversation that was just had because they felt like they were not alone yeah. for however long they were sitting with you. Yeah. And it was true. And I've learned, <laughs> yeah, kids would come in and sit with us in the RA room. Which is just kind of a room that we kept all of our stuff in that we'd open up if we were up there and in the room. And they would just come and sit. Yeah. And they wouldn't want to talk. And you could continue to work on your work stuff. Sometimes they'd sit on the same couch as you. Sometimes they'd sit on the floor. Sometimes they sit on the other couch. Sometimes they would just come and look through things that we had hanging up on the walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like it was a good time with with there's a few students that come to mind that was like, that was a that was a good time. Like they sat in the room with me for longer than they had before, you yeah. know? So they're more comfortable with me, you know, or they, they actually like talked to me for a second. And I was like, that's, that was a barrier broken, you know? And like, cool. You know, like I made, I made progress with this kids because they told me hello today instead of just sitting yeah. down, you yeah. know? And, and I loved it. I loved every moment that those kids would come in. And then later on when you and I shared an office, like, yeah, we would have kids just come in and just come like, in
1: just to like literally sit in silence or like they needed a quiet space yeah. and they would come in our office and.
0: Mm Hmm. And sometimes they talk, and sometimes they wouldn't. It didn't really matter, you know. Or sometimes they wanted a job, and so we'd be like, "Hey, you know, you want to organize this, or you want to hang out?" Well, I, I'm gonna go over to the sub. You want to hang out? You know, and it was fun. You know, it was fun for us. I felt like they needed it, you know, and that was helpful. And I've done that to people, to my people, you know. Sometimes you and you and I, Michaela, like we'd be like, "Hey, I don't want to talk. Can I sit in the same room as you?" Yeah. It's like, or like, yeah. We I don't want to talk either. So that before well. our,
1: our like, um, our roommate situation happened, like, we would, uh, have reading parties where we would literally just get books, mm-hmm. and go all hang out in the same room and literally not speak to one another for hours, and we would mm-hmm. just read. Yeah. But like, it was our version of yeah. like, quality time. You're with someone. I know it's a weird version of quality time, but like. It worked for us when we were in those moods of like, I maybe don't want to be alone right now, but I also have no energy or mental capacity to speak to you right now.
0: Yeah. And we never felt like we had to entertain each other. You know, and I think that was a big one for me as like an introvert with anxiety was like, I never wanted to feel like I was entertaining somebody. I never wanted them to feel like, like or like I had to do something in order to get you to stay. It was like, I just want to hang out. I don't have to talk to you. It's like like a like a pet dog. You know, like, hey, when you come sit next to me, I'll give you like a little bit of attention, but like, like I just want to not be alone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you just like, called me a pet dog. If you were a dog, I feel like you'd be a golden you retriever. Told me, so me that before it's so I take it. I feel like it's accurate. I take it. I have no idea what kind of dog I would be. I don't think I would like to. You the wouldn't answer. be a dog, you know. would be a cat. That's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So bam, problem solved. You would not be a dog. Bands,
0: yeah. I wouldn't. I would it. I like people on my own terms. Thank you very much. And I want to leave with attitude. Thank you very much <laughs> as well. And feed me. Don't forget to feed me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh. Oh. I I feel like I feel like mental health is not talked about enough in reasonable terms. I feel like it's almost uh, in a way.
1: I feel like it's it's obviously been talked about more uh, more often recently. But at the same yeah. time, I don't feel like it's been a productive conversation. And I feel like it's written or, or presented in a way where it's almost more damaging.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there have been a lot of people who might be well-meaning um, that write books or a blog post or things that almost make it feel unachievable. Um, and they're like, hey, if you're feeling depressed, all you got to do is just take a bath. Ugh, you yeah. know, take a bath, get a bath bomb in there, put on some lotion when you get out and you're fine. And I'm like, I don't own a bathtub. <laughs> I don't have enough money for a bath bomb. Right. And I hate baths. I don't fit. Yeah. And and my shoulders get cold. That's no fun. That's not, that's not relaxing to me. And I don't have the energy to do that. See, you know, like I have I don't have the energy to go to work and I I still have to. Yeah. For me, I I like baths
1: obviously. You know this about me. That's like especially when we lived in Galena like after work or a particularly stressful day, like a bath was my happy place. That's where I would go to like de-stress uh-huh. from my day. But even still sometimes like doing something as simple as going to take a bath mm-hmm. is draining. Yeah. And even if I could do that to take a bath, it doesn't magically cure how I'm feeling, you know? no. Um, it does something good for me. It's good self-care and it does put mm-hmm. me in a, maybe a slightly better mood sometimes, sometimes maybe not. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not always a simple fix. And I would say usually it's not a simple fix, um, no. as simple as do this or, or the one that I love to hear, and that's heavy sarcasm is just don't be sad.
0: Oh, my God, you just cured me.
1: Wow, I never thought about
0: that one. <laughs> wow. Wow. I always get the one for anxiety of well, just don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not And I'm like, real. I'm okay. True story, real quick. Uh, I've I always try to like like show Danny like she's I don't think she fully understands like what my what my, what my brain is like. So one time recently, we were going to go pick up my sister. She was at a friend's house. When we showed up, they weren't home. That's a pretty normal thing, right? Like they picked up my sister. They probably went to go do something. Pretty normal thing. In my head, immediately, and I my gut believed it, which is bothers me a lot because I go by my gut. Uh, go by my gut in my head. I'm not like a emotional person when it comes to decisions or like things like that. Was, and I'm going to say it as close to what my voice in my head sounded like was, they kidnapped her. She's gone, like and you're never going to see her again. And in my head was like, yeah, that's probably right. I should start freaking out now. Instead of like, they're probably out getting lunch, right? You know, and and then it was like, oh, wait. And I caught that thought because it's something I've been really trying to work on is those like intrusive thoughts of like that are not true, you know. But my brain just tells me about everything like you're not going to have enough money to buy that packet of M and M's when I know I have enough money and I'm putting it on my credit card. Oh my gosh! Okay, it's not going to get declined. So.
1: That is something that I deal with almost daily is, mind you, I have it in my account. I know I do because I budget, right? Yeah. But every single time I go to buy something, I will pull up my bank account and double and triple check yeah. that I have the money in my account before I hand over my card.
0: Yeah, so when i was in before i started like i used to have a bank account but i pretty much only paid cash for things um because i just didn't like swiping my card um i never had a lot of i got paid cash because i babysat a lot like all of my money came through cash mostly um which sounds weird when i say it like that but i was like a babysitter and like dog sitter and stuff like We're that young. so yeah. i didn't have square um but i would sit there and i would count over and over and over again and i would ignore whatever large bills i'm pretty free i mean i, I did I got paid pretty well for what I did. And I would have 20s, you know, and sometimes a, like a 50 in my wallet, but I would count the ones because like, that's what I was going to be paying with because I didn't want to pay any more. I didn't want, I wanted to be careful. I wanted to make sure I didn't have to count my change when I got done, oh my God. but I would sit there and I would count my ones and I'd be like, okay, I have $6. A McChicken is $2. Okay. I have $2. And then I would sit there and I'd count it again. I'd be like, do I have the money? Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do I have the money right okay yeah and
1: like because you know it'd be the biggest, why? It would be the
0: biggest um, deal in the world if
1: you got to the register and like your card declined like what what's the worst that can happen like oh it's How? a little embarrassing like wait let me actually get the money into the right account and then give you my card back like yeah. literally there's nothing that's scary that's happening at that point but like your brain is telling you no. oh my gosh panic now Make sure, double check, triple check,
0: so you don't have to go through this. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, freak out. Let's let's do that. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why am I freaking out? Or those times where I'm anxious, like I will get super anxious sometimes, and I'll be like almost shaking, and I have no idea why. None. Daniel be like, what are you anxious about? And I'll be like, I don't know. And that's what that bothers me. At least if I have something to be anxious about, I can rationalize that Godzilla is not about to come stand on my house and kill me. You know, like I can be like, Godzilla is not real. <laughs> But if there's something that I, I'm anxious about and I have no idea what it is, it's like. You're I, literally at the unknown at that point. Yeah. And you, how can you argue with something that you don't know what it is, right? <laughs> you know? And you know
1: what, like, was interesting to me that I don't even know what just made me think of this. But I used to get anxiety about the dumbest things. And I didn't even realize that's what it was until years later. I'm talking, like, in school, I had anxiety. And yeah. I didn't know it until you pointed out something to me whenever we worked in Galena, when I was a dormant. And you were like, do you realize that what you're explaining right now is symptoms of anxiety? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I never before yeah. was like, yeah, I probably have anxiety. Um, never thought that at all. Uh, and it was, mm. I would do silly stuff such as whenever – um, we would be reading out loud in class. I would go count what paragraph I was probably going to have to read and rehearse it. Now, I'm a good reader. Why did I feel the need to rehearse what I had to read out loud or practice in my head saying here or literally work up the courage sharpen mm-hmm. my pencil? What? Because... <laughs>
0: You having anxiety.
1: anxiety. <laughs> <gasps> I didn't know yeah. I just always thought I was being shy. I always thought that's what it was. Was like, oh is just kind of shy sometimes, which was also not true because I'm not shy and I was not shy in high no. school. Um, no. So yeah, I don't know. It was you pointed that out to me at one point and also about like getting irritated.
0: For a no reason,
1: mm-hmm. and you're irritability
0: yeah. is a sign of anxiety. <laughs> Mine goes that way a lot. Yeah. Um, it has actually done a lot better. I did um, neurotherapy for oh wow, like four months or something like that I did it for a while, uh, and it helped tremendously. It's coming back now, and I have a hard time with it because I feel like now I should be able to control it, but. I am struggling with it. Um, but. It is. That's a big one for me. Like if I'm anxious. Like I get really irritable. Yeah. Really easily. And um, it makes
1: sense though. Because you're like freaking out internally. About something that doesn't make sense. And you can't control yeah. it. So of course you're going to be irritated. Like.
0: But and people don't always understand or don't care to understand. And then you feel like less than that you're dealing with something that you really have no control over. And oh my gosh, it's just a mess. Right. Just a mess. But yeah. Oh mental health is hard. And and I feel like there's 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 never a guide of like, here's what to do. You know, it's always like all right, we're going to try this. Yeah. And then we're going to try well, they're this. Almost... And eventually we're going to find a thing that's going to work, yeah. you know? It can't and...
1: be a guide because everyone's is so different. Like, yeah. And like everyone's solution or like remedy, if you want to call it that, um, is different. Uh, so, yeah, they're really, they, there's of course like suggestions and things that you can try, but it would be so nice if yeah. it was as simple as go take a bath.
0: Mm-hmm. that would be so nice oh my gosh I wouldn't have had to spend so much money on therapy and so much money on medication oh my gosh and try the medication with the medication that made me so angry so You're angry to live with whenever <laughs> oh my gosh and I came off of that and I had the worst panic attack I have ever had like in the process of okay let's talk about medication for a minute because I've been on quite a few yeah um I went on one that was really amazing um that's what I was on when we were lifting, and it was the only reason I think that I was able to stick with it the way that I did. But it gave me the worst migraines after about six months, which was a huge bummer because I would go back on that thing right yeah. now. Um, I would love to be back on that stuff now. Um, I've been on – went on a couple more and then I tried one that ma- – I'm not an angry person. I'm one of I – f- I like to say I'm one of the more chill people that you're going to meet. But I have anxiety, so it's hard to say that. <laughs> but if I'm not being anxious, I'm very like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like go with the flow, like pretty chill. Um, and then I went on that medication. And I can never remember the name of it. I have it written down somewhere. It doesn't really matter if I say it anyways. Um, and I was so – Angry, and I had no filter. Like my filter, like any filter that I had before was like gone. You became mean, absolutely you not. You became kind of mean, straight up. Yeah, and I never have been like a mean person. You know, like the worst thing that I feel like I'll do is I'll like, I'll rant like later on to somebody else about something, but, it- but that's just because I'm like upset yeah, or hurt. It's it- never because I'm like wanting to call them a bad name, right? You know. Right. And then coming off of that one was, oh my gosh, that was really rough. I had like a panic attack. I was home alone. I could not calm myself down and usually I'm at a point where I'm now where I can like calm myself down when they happen. Oh my gosh, it was bad. And then I went on another one, and I am not kidding. I slept at least at least 12 hours a day. at and least you are remember not that ridiculous? person
1: that sleep song like that.
0: No, I, I'm a sleepy person now, like, but I also don't fall asleep so easy. So I'll sleep in late, but it's because I was laying in bed for three hours trying to fall asleep, but it also made me eat. It was like, I, I could never fill the hole that was inside of me, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I just want to eat everything. It was like pizza. Yes. Hamburgers. Oh my God. Yes, please. Uh, Twizzlers. All of them. I'm starving, you know, and I like never felt like I never felt full. I gained thirty pounds in like two months that I was on them.
1: I was like, "What the hell?" Whenever we were going to the sub, like all the time to go get every single night after work, yeah,
0: and ice cream because I was starving. Yeah, the
1: sub was like the student union building on the campus that we worked on, which was yeah located right next to where we lived, like the building that we lived in. So. Convenient, yeah, inconvenient, yeah, yeah. And we had the key, like it would be locked at night. We mm-hmm. had the ability to go get the key and go into yeah. ourselves to uh, put put, to stuff put stuff on our, stuff tab. On our tab, yeah.
0: Oh boy, boy is right. <laughs> 30 pounds, 30 pounds, and I'm still, I actually, I'm actually really close to having all of them off now, and it's been over a year now, wow. so but I also have been working out. My, my mental health was bad there for a good chunk of the last year. So um, I don't even know. We don't, I mean, we technically don't really even have a point for this podcast. So I feel like I could talk about anything regarding mental health. So I'm gonna, but I feel like in that self-care that I did for myself, were was things like, Hey, I don't want to do anything when you come over and watch a movie, you know? Yeah. And there was a lot of that or, Hey, um, I need to leave work early. I'm really not doing well. And I did that actually quite a few times. Like, hey, I cannot be here. Um, I'm going to continue to work, but I'm going to do it from home. You know, and and our bosses were pretty good about being like, okay, like I understand. Um, times of like, hey, I can't drive. My my brain's kind of doing some weird things right now with with some medication or one time (laughs) the medication that made me fall asleep. I didn't know. I took my first dose when I got it and I had to go to work and I fell asleep at my desk and I had to go into my boss's office and be like, I'm really sorry. I'm not drunk. I'm tired. And I just read the bottle of my medication and it's going to put me to sleep. And I took it. I'm so sorry. I have to go home. (laughs) Oh my. and he was just like oh my gosh you're a mess <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know and it was kind of like having to do that instead of like okay well i'm just gonna i'm gonna drink coffee and get through it it was like no i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna put myself to bed you know because i'm already on medication that i need i do not need to do not need to make myself feel bad about this yeah. you know um and then on the tangent of making myself feel bad um I feel like this is all over the place. Hey, this is, this is this how is, we talk this about This is mental
1: here, health okay? talk, raw and and real.
0: <laughs> I think it is so important to not make yourself feel bad about yeah.
1: it. Yeah, we we kind of have, have, have some like weird ways of coping with it between us, like how we talk mm-hmm. about it to one another and like the like some might say dark humor that we have towards it, but like sometimes you just have to make jokes about it because if you're not if yep. you're not gonna cry about it you gotta laugh about it
0: well, and I don't like to cry in front of people so I prefer to joke yes same so being nice to yourself through it helps instead of being like oh my gosh I suck I can't get out of bed today I can't I cannot bring myself to brush my hair I cannot I'm still wearing the makeup that I wore three days ago because I can't deal with having to wash it off it's like okay all right. So. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow you'll feel like washing I it think, off. You I know? Think
1: something, like, I wish people would have told me, too, is, like, be nice to yourself, yes, and be gracious with yourself. Mm-hmm. But don't let the people that are going to be around you in your life that don't understand and don't care to understand, don't let their comments get to you. So, yeah. There mm-hmm. are people there are people in my life that don't believe that it's real, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's like, you feel like, okay, you don't think it's real. And I've dealt with this from being like, even when I was a teenager, like you don't understand, you don't care to understand. You think like there's a quick fix to it or it's as easy as just don't be sad. But like, you saying oh it's not real or you're just being dramatic is completely negating everything that I'm going through you know yeah and I really Mm doubt on myself about that because I'm like well am I just being (laughs) or am I just being yeah disgusting because I haven't been able to take a bath for three days like yeah that low at points you know um Mm-hmm. And no, it's not. It's you're literally sick. You are sick.
0: Yeah. You are
1: going through something mentally, chemically mm-hmm. in your brain, and you have to be nice to yourself, even when other people aren't.
0: Yeah, because ultimately, you have to take care of yourself through this. You, you do. Yeah, you need to do your best. Sometimes your best not might not look like somebody else's, even that their worst of taking care of themselves, but they are not you and you are not them yeah. maybe your worst at taking care of yourself is still better than the way that somebody else takes care of themselves but they are still trying the be- their hardest yeah. you know maybe they haven't done that I think sometimes something that I have a hard time with is forgetting that I have been through like tons of therapy tried tons of medication and things like that and so I need to just chill sometimes instead of being like hey you've been through therapy you should be better than this you know, it's like, no, no, nope, no, I have coping mechanisms now that I've found and are tried and true that work for me. My wife has, she knows some that can, she can help talk me through things if she needs to, mm-hmm. but I'm not perfect. And, and sometimes those coping mechanisms aren't going to work, you know, yeah. sometimes I, need something else. sometimes, sometimes I literally need a day to be depressed and binge selling sunsets, sunset. Whatever. And binge what? you know selling sunset oh that show on netflix yeah i've been watching it well. i haven't
1: i haven't started it because for one i can't decide if i would like it but then i also feel like if i started i'm not gonna be able to stop
0: um because- it's very it's re- it's reality like tv which i've never gotten into but I, oh my gosh i'm such a fan and if you watch it i want to talk to you about it <laughs> Okay. i need not know who you like and who you dislike because i have mixed feelings on a couple people oh my gosh okay <laughs> that makes me want to watch it so you should watch it i don't know it's up to you it's very dramatic you know it's very drama tv i, I like but... i like reality tv it's my escape sometimes
1: i've never really watched
0: that much of it
1: i like it i don't like drama but... in my life but i like it in my entertainment <laughs>
0: I think it's kind of fun when I can be completely removed from it and it literally doesn't affect me in any way, yeah. you know, I was kind of like, eh, all right, <laughs> whatever, but I need to do it. When I'm in a good headspace. Otherwise I, it, it negatively impacts me, but that's fair. Um, sometimes you just have to be like, okay, no, you, you get this day, you know, yeah. you get, you get to just do this. You're fine. Take it and don't feel guilty about it tomorrow. You know, or, like, I have a thing where I need to, I know myself well enough and I've done this enough where I know that I can give myself a day or two. And if I'm not better by then, I really need to get my, my butt in gear and start to take care of myself. And that doesn't mean, like, I'm going to a spa and I'm suddenly drinking green juice. It's like, nah, man, you got to you gotta go take a shower. Otherwise, you're going to continue to feel crappy about yourself and you're just going to make yourself feel worse about it. So go take the shower and then get back into bed, you know? Or, hey, Go wash your sheets. Yeah. They stink. <laughs> You're not going to feel any better if you continue to lay for the next week in those sheets that stink. Yeah. Go go do it. Lay on top of your blankets for a little bit, you know? Or doing something, doing something that will make me feel better, you know? Maybe I go drink a coffee. Maybe I go, you know, have Danny pick me up a Starbucks. Like a, like a fancy kind of, maybe like a frappuccino. The kind of thing that I don't drink anymore because so unhealthy or doing something, you know, and it's going to be different for every single person. Yours might not look anything like mine. Maybe, maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to get all of those feelings out, or maybe you need to, to not lay in bed. Maybe that's hard for you. Maybe you need to just go for a run. I wish I was one of those people. Um, I wouldn't probably be fat if when things got hard, I exercised. Um, I think sorry, sorry. Rabbit trail. We talked about earlier how we should have named this thing rabbit trails, and I think that that would have been a very good topic. <laughs> um, but something toxic, and that has always, always never felt good to me. That that doesn't sound right. But what has never felt uh, good to you. That's, no,
1: I like always. You just art. added an Next, extra word that you didn't need. <laughs>
0: It never means
1: always. (laughs) (laughs) You
0: know? (laughs) It's in the word. (laughs) Be quiet. (laughs) Uh, Was the people that were like, well, if you just get outside and go for a run or if you just go lift weights, then you're going to feel better. That's what you have to do for your mental health. And it's like, do you want to... Do you want to let Bianca, who's my anxiety? We named her Bianca. I'm sorry if your name is Bianca. <laughs> uh, you want to let Bianca know that that's what's gonna work? Cause that it, she doesn't like it when it comes from me, right. you know? Like, okay, but I, you're not me, and I'm not you. I am not telling you, hey, you're depressed. Go lay in bed. Hey, you're depressed. You should probably watch YouTube all day, you know? Which
1: can I just pause you on that? because yes i want to um, say that i am definitely one of those people that if i'm feeling low i need just a day or a little while maybe a few days mm-hmm. to myself to not see anyone or speak to anyone just be but at the same time yeah. there's a point where you take that too far and you allow yeah. and allow yourself maybe not allow yourself to get worse but you are creating the environment that is conductive for you getting worse. Yeah. So
0: no, I, agree. yeah,
1: I just want to, I mean, I know you agree, but I just wanted to make that <laughs> distinction on the podcast for people listening. Like yeah. there is a point where doing that is too much. Like give yourself that time, but at the same time, be working towards getting to a better place. Yeah. And,
0: and that, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Actually, I think I was done, so go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to toss in there. That might mean – that might not look like going out and going for a walk. That might mean you calling around and finding a therapist. That might mean you checking yourself in or having somebody else check you into a mental health facility. That might not look like what you might call success, but the first time that I got therapy felt like it was – a step down from where I was when it was actually like 12 steps up, yeah. you know, and so it might not look like you are are in your terms of success being successful or, or taking a step forward when it really is that, think, you know.
1: Yeah, um, I think at some point you need to take away all expectations of what successful mental health looks like and just take yeah. the steps that you know could be beneficial to you. Like, And obviously, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like this, ask for help. Like, let somebody know where you're at. Because keeping it to yourself is only going to cause you to go into a downward spiral. And you're not going to feel better. Long term, it's not going to be healthy long term. Like, get help. Reach out to someone. um, Or like what Megan was saying, call around. See if you can get into therapy. Or, you know, just talk to somebody about it.
0: And there are all kinds of places that are free or are less expensive or who will work with you to, to come up with something to make sure that you're taken care of. Um, I think that was something that always scared me was like the price tag in front of therapy because I've never been somebody who just has money. I've always, you know, just had to be really frugal in my life and be, you know, somewhat careful. And so I didn't have an extra two, three, $400 for therapy as many times as I wanted it. And I sure didn't have enough money to get checked in um, to a mental health facility. And, but when I decided to make, to start looking, I learned there were quite a few like affordable options. Um, I was limited because when I started, I was looking at, um, or I was in a village so I would I just didn't have as have as many options but there are places that can help you and it depends on where you're at but there is there's online therapy there's in person therapy there's group therapy sometimes things like that help um there are what is Danny used to go to something um I can't think of it but it's like a group where you you get to talk about everything it's like AA but um for everybody and maybe that's the thing that you need to start out with—is just having somebody, you know, or like it—it it doesn't have to look like you pay a hundred dollars an hour and you go sit on somebody's stuffy, uncomfortable couch. Yeah, you know, there there are a million options out there. You just have to find the one that's right for you. Celebrate recovery. Um, and sometimes if you celebrate recovery, thank oh, you. Oh, it's me. <laughs> It was bothering me, too, but I know my laptop is really loud when I type, so I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to like type it and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, but through Celebrate Recovery, you could I'm sure that there's people who know or can help you get, you know, in contact with somebody who can help you or a lot of um, religious centers will offer it or they will have somebody that they can, you know, can help you or can help connect you or, um, community centers or, you know, just, just look, just because, yeah, just, yeah, basically all all of, all of what I could have just said could have just been said to just look, but, (laughs) you know, don't don't give up because you feel like it's going to be expensive. Um, lots of places will work with you. They, they don't want to, their goal is to make sure that you don't get worse. So you just have to find the place that works for you. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty great. And if you can afford a hundred dollars an hour, I'm sure that there's people out there who will take it. So and they'll hope they'll be helpful. So do it. You know? Um, which important it. to find something. Yeah. And it's no matter what you have going on, there have been times where I've like, Hey, I just need like two sessions, you know, maybe even just one. I feel like I, I feel like my head is, is involved in this in a way that doesn't make any sense and I just need somebody to tell me, Hey, this is the way you need to look at it, you know? And and it's helpful. Yeah. It's just—it's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Our kids went to therapy all the time. And I was so thankful when they would do that. It was like, man, like, I'm excited for you because because you're going to figure out, one, how to be a kid because your mental illness took that away from you. But also, you're going to figure out how to be a functional adult. Because you aren't going to get there all by yourself. Yeah. And that's and hard. You're gonna gain
1: you know, those coping like, mechanisms and those tools that you need that you can take with you yeah. into adulthood.
0: Uh huh. And having those coping mechanisms, oh my gosh. One of my therapists once told me, she was like, You need a mental health box. And I was like, Is that where I just keep it all or what? <laughs> you know, like. Ooh, what does that mean she was like no 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 no. what you need is like a box where you keep things that either calm your mind or that can distract you or things that you just genuinely enjoy and so she gave me some suggestions and and recently I never took her up on it but I've been trying to build that box because I want to have it before I get into the van um, because I have a little bit more anxiety when I'm there so her suggestion was like a coloring book And some pens or like a couple of tea bags of like your favorite tea or preferably non-caffeinated or a Rubik's cube or, you know, like the things that just just kind of make you happy, like pictures or a journal, something, something like a stress ball, something really soft, a blanket if you've got the room for that or, you know, like it could be anything. But the things that make you happy and have a little box of them. And so every single time that you're having a hard time, you just pull out that box. It's going to become comfortable, you know, and it's gonna be something that you can reach out for when you're having a hard time that just brings you a little bit of comfort, you know, And, and not necessarily happiness or joy or anything, but it's just like, okay, cool. Like I have this, yeah. you know, I have hot chocolate right here and I can make myself a cup of hot chocolate and, and I will have done something for myself today, you know, and I was like, "That's that's freaking brilliant!" I like that. And I never did anything with it, but now here I am doing it. <laughs> so I have a coloring book and some markers. So, um, I don't know. I guess if you're suge- if you're struggling, that's a suggestion for you if you want to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want if you want to, but that's kind of a fun one and gives you you know an opportunity. Like if you go to the dollar store, look for something, or if you go to a Target and you know look through the three dollar bin because that's where I'm shopping, or you know like. Just, I think the thing with mental health is you have to set yourself up for success. So creating those things when you're in a good space that you know will help you later on, um, does so much. Yeah. It is so thinking much and telling people beforehand or after like, Hey, um, looking back on that, this is what I could have used. This could have been helpful to me or You know, I gave you that suggestion last time. It really didn't help this time, but I have an idea for tweaking that that might work in the future, you know? um, And all of those are kind of setting you up for success when you're at your lowest. um, That ultimately will be a huge benefit to you. Um, Because if you have somebody that's like, hey, like, okay, I'm, I'm here to ride the waves with you. What do you need? They will have a little bit more information, especially starting out than you panicking and screaming and they're like oh I don't know what to do because they don't want to make it worse you know it's man I I'm really glad I'm not in my wife's place sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> having to just have figured it out like I don't know what's going on I don't know how to help you but I want to you know yeah that's sometimes so. the
1: most um like a hard place to be in is like just being the person yeah. that's maybe not going through it but like you're witnessing someone that you care about go through it and you don't know what to do. You yeah. don't know how to help. You don't know how to make it better. You don't know, you know, what's going to make it worse. What's going to make it, um, like, what's going to help you? Um, yeah. And that can be really hard, too. I know, you know, whenever we were in Galena, being in situations like that was um, just in the environment that we were in. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes that was the most helpless feeling, just like, I'm not experiencing it. Yeah. I know what you're experiencing because I can see it happening. I don't know what to do because I don't know what you need because everyone's is different. Um, and you learn yeah. that, you know, after a while and after discussions of like you were saying, like talking mm-hmm. to people and, and letting people know, like, this is what helps me. This, you know, this is what you could do next time. Um, you learn those things, but yeah. it's not always in the moment. The, or the first couple of times that it happens, you know, you don't have that knowledge maybe yet. Um, so, yeah. how to help? So, yeah, yeah. So, props to the people that have that have done that and been there and and have pushed. Forward. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I probably one probably one less, one last um, thing to say is for the people who do work with. Um, with youth or just with people who have, you know, mental health stuff going on. um, If you have been there yourself, um, it makes a huge impact on a lot to hear like, hey, like, no, I really do know what you're going through to an extent, you know, like, like I've been there, you know, even though I don't know, I'm not feeling exactly the same way that you do. I get it, Mm -hmm. you know, it might not be 100%. But like, um, for an example, um, I was called once for a situation that somebody was, you know, in the process of self-harm and I went up there, sat and talked with them and they were like, you're never going to understand. You've never been through something like this, which makes sense that they would have no reason to believe differently. And I was like, no dude, like I did, you know, and they were, they were surprised and then they were like, oh, you know, and kind of like. Felt a little bit more comfortable. They weren't super comfortable, but they let me go and like bandage them up, you know, and it was kind of like that step. And then next time it was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about you because I'm seeing some risky behavior. You want to talk about it? And they didn't want to, but they were, you know, it was kind of just like that little bit of a step like, hey, now we're talking. Hey, now we're talking a little bit more. Hey, now you're letting me, you know. Clean you up and make sure that those aren't going to get infected. Hey, now you're heading over what you used, you know, and kind of like making those little baby steps to ensure like their safety. But that's also showing like it's rewarding them with being vulnerable in in showing that you care.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And that might be really hard. When I told you know them, that was one of the first people that one of the first people that I wasn't close to that I'd shared that with was like, Oh my gosh, I'm shaking, I'm sweaty. This shouldn't be this hard, because <laughs> they're doing it for their own best thing. But all, that said, though, you don't have to share everything that's happened with you. I, I, I'm not going to share everything that's happened with no, me. No,
1: and you don't need to go into details. It's just like, uh-uh. just like the knowledge of knowing that. I think for me, I always put myself in like the mental state of me as a teenager. Like, what did I need? What? What? And yeah. Helpful to me or beneficial to me, and what would have meant a lot. And mm-hmm. had I had, I think, yeah. you know, as a teenager, it was always, I grew up in the church, and so they would talk about self harm because self harm was a big thing um, whenever I was a teenager. And they would always talk about that, mm-hmm. and you would always hear about that, but you wouldn't hear about anxiety or depression, um, mm-hmm. which I mean, sometimes they go hand in hand, but not always. And um, Mm -hmm. they would talk to you about all of that and, you know, turning to God for it, which is great, but never did someone in leadership or uh, an adult, someone that was saying all these things come out and say, I've been there, you know, this is what I went through and it sucks and it's, but it's going to be okay. Like you can make it through. And I think just coming from that perspective and working when we were working with teenagers and stuff like that meant a lot to them. And I know that because some of them would say so, you know, Um, for another example, we had, you know, groups of communities of of students that we were responsible for and um, we would meet with them and talk about different stuff every every week or every other week whenever we were getting together and Megan and I did uh, both did one once on mental health and where we just literally mm-hmm. sat there, they were required to talk, but we just sat there and told them like, mm-hmm. Hey, we get it. Like we've been there. And if you're struggling with this, like it's going to be okay. Like it sucks. But, yeah. but like people before you have gone through it and, and you know we we made it out, and we understand. So if you need somebody to talk to, like, come yeah. and talk to us. And it's opening that door. And so mm-hmm. I think it's um, important for that. Like, put yourself in the shoes yeah. of the the generation below you. Of like, who did you need when you were that age? What did you need?
0: Yeah. 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 There was a quote that I read that pretty much says exactly that was just be who you needed when you were younger. I was like, yeah, that was kind of the mentality that I always tried to have have with them was who did I need? You know, what did I need from them? And it was, you know, to see like, hey, bro, you're not alone. You know, like you might feel like it, but there are there's somebody else here for you, you know, and we'd always bring up to the to the kids because we did work there and all of that. But we'd just be like, hey, even if you feel like you have nobody else, like, you know, who, who is your RA? Who is your favorite staff member? Who, um, is there something in the community, you know, talk with them. We're more than happy to make sure that that happens. Do you want me to call them? Do you have their phone number? Um, you know, like, can we help you set up that time to have somebody that you feel comfortable with talking to? Because it's a lot easier to do it when, to start it when you're younger than it is to start it when you're in your twenties or your thirties or your forties. Yeah. Because then it's you get to start making that progress. Um, and it just is so helpful ultimately. It's just so incredibly helpful. Um, and people want to see you you know be successful and be happy and you gotta start somewhere, you know and and that's a good one to start with is just tell somebody. yeah and and be open. Um, not fully. I mean, not have to tell them every single thing, but just be like, Hey, like I'm struggling today. You, will you sit with me? Hey, I'm struggling with, with today. Will you, will you pray with me? Will you, um, will you watch a movie? You know, or will you, will you go and pick me up something from the store really quick? Or, you know, like reaching out for help is the, is the, the most amazing place to start because it'll make it so that you're not alone going through something hard. Um, and then you've then you got somebody. Yeah, <laughs> ultimately, which is which is really good. Um, I feel like our friendship really grew when we started to be to really talk about like our mental health stuff. Um, I feel like that's when we we got to, we got a lot closer. Um, because it was kind of like, oh hey, now I get it
1: you know? Yeah. Well, you were like really kind of the first person that I ever talked to about any of it. Just because like I said, really? yeah. I, did you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Surprise. Um, back to... I feel honored. <laughs> you, you, honestly, you should because you made me feel comfortable enough to talk about it. Just back to like growing up the way that I... Uh, I don't want to say growing up the way that I did. because It's not like people in my life weren't supportive. Um, I just think that it was expected or I felt that it was expected of me to have it all together. Um, And not by anyone in particular. I just, I I, I'm sure I put that on myself, but um, yeah. So I didn't feel like I could talk about it and no one else was talking about it. So I really felt like Mm -hmm. I couldn't talk about it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, going to Galena and, it being like an, like, this is what we talk about here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very different from, um, yeah. what I was used to. So I think it was important that it was recognized that the helpers also needed help. Um, because we did deal with a lot of really, really, really stinking really hard stuff that a lot of us had never faced before. And so you hear about things that have happened to kids or in their lives or whatever, and you come home and you're just like,
1: really oh, by like, it. yeah,
0: jeez. Like I haven't been through that, but man, I feel like I have 12,000 pounds on my shoulders and I want to go throw up and I also want to just sleep. Like I'm just exhausted. And so we had to check in on each other. Yeah. Like we had to, otherwise none of us were going to be okay right. because it's just stinking hard stuff. And we ultimately were not trained for that. We didn't go to through training to be therapists and learn how to deal with that in our own head. Yeah. We were tossed into a situation where we got the minimal amount of training. And we're like, okay, you guys are gonna hear some hard stuff. Have fun, yeah. you know. And they tried. I don't. And I don't, don't uh, blame. No,
1: and they tried, you know, to give us ways to deal with situations. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, it was hard. There was a lot, and it was a hard stuff. Yeah. And um. Yeah. It, yeah. But we made it through, yeah. and um, I definitely we did. I definitely learned a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, had to had oh, okay. to handle it with other people and handle it yourself yeah. as well. I think both of us really grew in that. Oh, for sure. Um, which was really good and and it was very very needed. I think on both sides and um, uh, I mean I'm not thankful that I went through it, but I'm thankful I went through it.
1: <laughs> if that makes any sense? I'm thankful. Yeah, uh, I'm weirdly thankful that I went through it because I definitely think yeah. like, while it was hard, it allowed me to grow as a person obviously but it also gave me the tools that I was talking about that like um, I better understand how to deal with things now and I can give those tools to other people so that's the part I know about is like having the ability to be like hey I recognize that you're going through something hard let me like be there for you here's some things that I learned that maybe could help you and if not that's okay but like if so great you know yeah Yeah. but yeah anyway I think um I think we've talked about this for quite some
0: time (laughs) (laughs) yes so I think um if you guys ever have any questions or things you want us to talk about for this, as always, let us know. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter um, should be linked below in the description. Um, this, I feel like this is a topic that we're both really passionate about, especially having worked with it in different capacities for years, well. um, personally and professionally, um, not professionally. Cause it makes us sound like therapists, but we worked at a school district in, help kids in a so life and aborting
1: school yeah um,
0: so yeah. it
1: was something that we dealt with on the daily there
0: um yeah and also yeah. In the daily so, with
1: ourselves so
0: yeah yeah so we're i wouldn't say happy to talk about it because it's like not a super fun chipper topic to talk about we're willing but to talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah we both are really passionate about this i think so yeah. um if you have things you want us to talk about happy to do so and if you've got questions you know where to find us and thank you for listening and we'll see you next week and
1: remember if you're struggling reach out please reach out
0: yes yes please do
1: but we'll talk to you guys next week and um have a good one (laughs) bye guys bye